So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Read Entertainment Podcast, episode 91 for February 12th, 2017. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth, and joining me this week, we have Andrew Roa McFain. I almost wasn't here. Yeah, you almost weren't, and then it would have been Reed and Solo cast again, and those are awful. Yeah, that's uh, that was what I was trying to avoid. Yes, thank you. And uh, what games have you been playing this week, Aurora? Um, I played Dead by Daylight the last couple of nights. Um, yeah, I like how you invited me to play that with you. Well, it was it was with my wife and her sister. It's it's funny uh, how you strain yourself to say that. Yeah, I hate it. I You're hate like it so wife. Much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's all right. They have, however, um, a beta update for it coming out soon. Um, I think you can get the beta update now, but there's going to be an update soon that makes uh, private games way better. Because oh, the problem that we were we were having was that in the private games, uh, there's there's a whole like skill system in the game, um, but there's a lot of grinding that you have to do to progress to oh, yeah, gain yeah. skills yeah. and shit. So, uh, and you can only gain XP by playing online with randoms, right? And and they're they're quite averse to do that right. so uh and i i found that that, that update's coming out where you can just turn everything on uh in private matches so that'll oh, make that okay. a lot more fun is a game it's uh it's very interesting it's it's like uh a friday the 13th game not entirely unlike the friday the 13th game that literally is coming out soon yeah that, um, i kind of want to play that one it looks really good, like a lot better than Dead by Daylight, right. um, but also very different from Dead by Daylight because Dead by Daylight is trying to be this like esports type thing. It's very focused on competitive elements and being very balanced in all situations. And I, I feel like that works to hinder the game um, because there's not a lot of variety going on. Um, it's also just too fucking hard. It is. Um, it is really, really difficult to. It, as a survivor, it's it's pretty difficult. Um, unless I mean, sometimes you can get a really bad monster. Yeah, and I I don't know. I don't. I didn't really enjoy Dead by Daylight very much. I don't either. Yeah, I, I still don't. Um, I do think that the new update where you can you can use anything in private matches will will make it more fun to play privately. But I still could never see myself playing online much at right. all. Uh, Katie enjoys it uh, quite a bit. I don't know why, but it's yeah, it's it's fun to play with friends for maybe an hour or so. Uh, Have you played anything I play, else? I played. Uh, we also played GTA Five last night, and oh. I forgot how fun GTA Five can be. Yeah, I uh, I want to get that for my computer, but I don't want to pay money for it. If that makes sense, uh, it's gone on sale a couple of times. Yeah, I think you just don't want to pay any money for it. I think next time it goes on sale for thirty bucks, I'll probably pick it up. I think it's I think it's well worth it, especially if you can get somebody to play online with. Um, yeah, all my friend that plays it wouldn't play with me, Aroa. I 
hey, I don't. I <laughs> had to reinstall it because they wanted to play it, and like it's fucking like fifty gigs. So yeah, I un- I uninstalled it a while ago because like no, everyone stopped playing it. So, I never had it for my PC, so I had it for the PlayStation Three, and I kind of was just like, eh, it's I, all right. I, I I bought it on on PS Three as well, and. I didn't buy it though. Somebody bought it for me so I could help him with his homework. Oh yeah, that's right. But yeah. yeah, I uh yeah, I rebought it. They gave me a bonus for oh. it. And it was it was good. Any uh um, any other games? I streamed Undertale for a couple hours. Oh yeah, you need to beat that and are you gonna put it on uh on YouTube's? Yeah, I need I'm I need to cut up the uh the footage. But I've I've gone back to what I was planning on doing like years ago which was doing Let's Plays, but streaming them at the same time. Um, and then yeah. just cutting up the footage later. And uh, I've been testing Restream in the process of that. And Restream has gotten a lot better. It, it, it has. It works really well now. And have you used their chat application? Yeah, it's great. Oh my god, it's the best fucking thing. Yeah. Because you can see you can see if like one of your streams disconnects. And you can see how many viewers you have and where the viewers are from. Like, oh my god, it's so great! Yeah, it's great. I like, I love it. Um, I use it a lot of times when I'm streaming to both Beam and Twitch at the same time. So I really wish I had the fan base to like just stream on Beam and and have people in there all the time. But very, very difficult. So I've actually gotten. A surprising number of random viewers on Hitbox of all places. Oh, weird! I don't do yeah. Hitbox though. I might, I might, I have Hitbox. I just haven't actually streamed to it. And with Hitbox, oh, it's was... really cool because you can actually like play commercials and make money off of it. Oh yeah, you can. E- everybody is a yeah. Uh, that e- was their that was their gimmick. Yeah, everyone is uh, uh partnered basically. So they and they have less lag than twitch but still not as good as beam yeah yeah i i just since i i was doing restream anyway i was just like what streaming services do i have and i just put all of them in <laughs> youtube so doing, and <laughs> yeah i did youtube gaming hitbox twitch in and beam all at the same time nice. It was really nice nice i uh, is that all the games you played yeah yeah go ahead so i played uh the for honor beta and, oh, how is that? Because uh, I wanted to play it, but didn't. It's not worth sixty bucks. That doesn't surprise me. But it is, um, really, really fun. I really enjoy it. Actually, it might be worth sixty bucks if it's your type of game. But uh, I just I don't see it being being that much. Uh, I'd probably pay forty bucks for it though. And I love the game, but I am the cheapest motherfucker in that game. Because the whole idea is you're supposed to fight like with honor or whatever, and my tactic is I'm gonna throw you off this ledge every fucking time. <laughs> I will I will g- go near an edge, and apparently other people don't understand that, and I just toss them off the edge. I did a one v one, where the guy was objectively better than I was, but I won because we would stand near an edge, and he would like attack me. I would dodge, and then I would. You do a guard break, and once once you do a guard break, they're, like, stunned for a second. And then if you do the guard break button again, you just throw them, and you can aim where you throw them. So I just... he I dodged an attack and just tossed him off the edge. 
and that's how I won every single matchup against him, <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> and that so, was, um, I mean, I watched uh, Funhouse play that uh, yeah. a while back, and that was how Elise kept uh, winning. Was I need, just you, yeah. She would hang out and throw people into. There was like a spike that's pit. The girl from uh, Game Trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah. was on Game okay. Trailers. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I would always just do that. Just throw people off the edge and. Uh, I want to make a video that's how to be good at For Honor. <laughs> and it's just me throwing people off the edge. It'd be that great. would be pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then I played 20XX some more. They've changed it up a little bit. They've they've added some new power-ups. And they've changed some of the bosses. So they're different. Oh, that game is still so good, though. If you haven't bought 20XX already, you definitely should. Apparently, they're coming out with an Xbox One and PlayStation 4 version. I could see myself getting that. It, does it have, like, workshop support at all? I believe so. Okay, if, if it has workshop support, then maybe not. Because I was thinking, like, that would be the kind of game that I would probably buy on console instead. Yeah, but, uh, but a lot of people... Either way, like, I don't care. I don't use the workshop very often anyway in any game, so whatever. But 20XX by itself is worth, I think it's only like 20 bucks. It's definitely worth 20 bucks. And uh, I played it, and a couple of my friends were watching it, and they were like, I was like, no, I'm actually going to be playing a good game tonight. And they're like, oh, well, I'll, I'll be the judge of that. And they're like, this game is fucking amazing. They're like, mm. I was supposed to be doing stuff, but this game looks great. I, I've been engrossed by watching this game for the last hour. And I was like, yeah, that's because this game is so fucking good. Uh, and then I also played another really good game, Lost Odyssey. Oh, yeah. From Mistwalker. Uh, they recently, about a month or so ago, they added in backwards compatibility not too long ago for it, but then they allowed you to purchase on the Xbox Live store Lost Odyssey and Blue Dragon. And so Lost Odyssey was free for like a week. And if you if you got it within that time, it's free forever. So mm. now I have both the, the disc version and the download version of Lost Odyssey because I, uh, I went and I bought Lost Odyssey when I found out that it was backwards compatible. And then a couple months later, they released it for free. So that was a mistake. Oh, well. Oh, well. It's a good game. Uh, it has some really good uh, elements to it, like your the Immortals, basically. Uh, do you want me to spoil anything for you? I will never play it, so go right ahead. All right. So I, I only cried a little bit because that game is fucking emotional. But anyway. Um the the gameplay when you're actually fighting the immortals can go down you know they get knocked out uh but if after a couple turns of being knocked out they revive themselves because they're immortals hmm. and there's also mortals and if the mortals get knocked down they do not revive themselves that's and so you, you have to re yeah so you have to revive them so that's a pretty neat idea uh, there's quite a few neat neat elements in it, and I'm probably going to try to play through the whole thing. It is four discs long on well, I mean, yeah. Xbox 360, so they're pretty Blue, big. Blue Dragon was pretty long, too. Yeah, you know, I have Blue Dragon as well. Uh, that was 20 bucks on the Xbox One, so not a bad deal. 
So those are the games I played. They're pretty good. Let's move. We have a lot of stories to cover. There are actually more, and I I cut some. I cut some stories. Oh, so, good. Yeah, so we have some. Let's talk about 1-2 Switch, our favorite game for the Nintendo Switch. And we haven't even played the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, it's going to have 28 games. Well. It's a lot of games. Uh which they've only been showing off they've only been showing off a few like the one where you count the balls um milk and what was the other one that they were showing off i believe i can't remember i know the milk one and the counting balls one oh the 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 shooter the the shooter yeah shooter and there's also baby i i haven't seen the baby one I've heard of yeah, it, but I, I haven't I, seen I it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how it works, but I have seen the trailer for it. So I'm going to read through this a little bit. It says uh, it'll feature 28 games in all, and there are videos uh, introducing 10 of the mini games that have been released last week sometime. Uh, they are the same videos in the, that in the game act as tutorials. The 10 games are Shaver, Baby, Sword Fight. Oh, that's another one that... Um, that they have where you have to like catch the sword. Oh, that's yeah. not as fun as I would think. Yeah. Uh I don't know if that's what sword fight is, but there's one that like one person has the sword and the other person is supposed to like try to catch oh, no, the sword. No, this is like your imaginary sword fighting. Oh nice. That sounds fun. Cause I'm a Yeah, this actually this actually does look kinda kinda cool. I like all the other one two switch games, cannot imagine ever playing this more than like twice. Oh no, I'm but. I'm getting it. Uh, I'll I'll bring it for your wedding. I'll bring the switch with me. You know uh, what? Uh, it, well, that'll be in November though. We'll have one by then. Yeah, uh, Wizard is another game. Liar Dice, Runway, Beach Flag, Telephone, Soda, and Joy-Con Rotation. Soda actually looks kind of fun. Oh, does it? Uh, just a little bit. Because it's it's basically hot potato or Russian roulette. Yeah, um, it, it's like you. Well, yeah, it's it's pretty much Russian roulette. Like you shake the shake the bottle, and you have to like put your hand underneath of it because it's the Joy-Con with the camera on it. Yeah, and and you have to shake it, and then you shake it up until you feel like you're you're good, and then you hand it to the next person, and then they shake it, and whoever's holding it, whenever it blows, is the is the loser. Oh, and then your Joy-Con literally blows up. Yep, and, and you have to spend another $80. I, I, I don't know why. I I thought about this when I uh, when I came to hear the beginning. And look at the top comment on this post. It's it's great. It just shows... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Please don't shake the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's l- Cooking Mama or something like that. Or, uh, it was... Uh, uh, babysitting mama, babysitting mama, and the guy's just shaking the baby. Yeah. Uh, so he's dead though. Oh yeah, I he remember. was the guy from Giant Bomb that died. Yeah, because of a heart attack or something. Um. Know. So anyway, the, the yes, the, yeah, I'm sure it did. I'm sure it sucks balls. Uh, I like. Part of me likes the idea of one two switch. The other part really thinks it should be a pack in game. It really should be. Yeah. It very much reminds me of Game and Wario. What um, what I'm thinking is going to happen, uh, and I'm going to be one of those fools that ends up buying this because it's just in the pack that I bought. 
Um, what's probably going to happen is in November time, they're going to be like, oh, you can buy Nintendo Switch with 1-2-Switch bundled in. Oh, yeah, they will definitely do that. Yeah, like, I don't see The Legend of Zelda being a bundle title, but I could see 1-2-Switch being a bundle title, because it's not going to be sold without... It's not going to sell very well unless you have um, it as a pack-in title, so... Right. Uh, Arms, that's another game I'm excited for, but we'll we'll talk about that later. We're going to talk about, right now, E3! Something you're excited about. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think everybody's always excited about E3 because even though it's a conference that really just needs to go away, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's where everybody chooses to reveal all the big new things. And I'm sure that Scorpio is going to show up this year. So, right, exactly. So what, but also what we can see is that E3 will also open its doors to 15,000 consumers this year. Which is very indicative to me that E3 is dying. Didn't that happen? Didn't that happen before? What they did, I think it was last year. Was no, 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 no. When E three died, because oh, E yeah, three died. E3, yeah, they did die. It died in know. like the early two thousands, right? I I don't remember when it happened, but I do remember that. And one um, of the years that it died, or the year before it died, I believe they allowed a bunch of con- customers to be in there. Like, yeah, because they needed they needed to sell tickets to make fucking may try to make their money back. Yeah. So but, uh anyway, the, the tickets are gonna be $149 each beginning on February 13th, with the remainder to run at $250, which to be fair, isn't a ton of money. That's Yeah, I mean it it's pretty rough for like a regular expo, but this is E fucking three. Yeah. Like like people People in, in say, the tech industry would easily pay that much to go to, like, WWDC or, or Apple's big iPhone conference every year. If if like, Leighton Entertainment was independently wealthy, we would totally send one or two people there, but we're not. Oh, yeah. So... Because they, they, were, they were already letting people in, like, like Angry Joe and other yeah. people like that that weren't explicitly, like, big-name uh, industry people, but they were you know, big enough to, to garner a press pass. Yeah. And it says in the last two years, uh, the convention has opened its door to 5,000 prosumer hyper fans. Um, and apparently 50,000 people go to E3 every year. That's a lot of fucking people. That is really surprising to me. Like, yeah, considering it's supposed to be closed off to all but industry people. Yeah. Um, but now they're adding in 15,000 customers, consumers, basically, that, that can go. And I'm imagining those tickets are going to be sold out, like, right away. Oh, yeah. 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 And, uh, and, I mean, that's fine, because I would rather E3 be that kind of thing, in a way. Uh, just because, like, I don't want E3 to necessarily, as an idea, go away. I just I want it to stop being, like, like the big thing. Yeah, like PAX um, is kind of turning into an E3 type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, how was PAX? You went there. Um, it was great on Friday, <laughs> and then everyone showed up on Saturday. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very overly crowded. I I don't want to say that the, the venue was too small, but it definitely seemed like there was a lot of wasted space. 
Yeah. Uh, they had like this big open area that really wasn't used for anything at all. Um, and several of the, like there were, they had a VR, uh, free play area. Oh, nice. With, like there were like 18 stalls that you could, you could play in, but there were only like three people running it. Oh, wow. So they, 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 they couldn't, cause they were supposed to like be monitoring you obviously. Cause they don't want you to like break shit or like steal something. So they could only have like two or three people in a stall at a t- in any of the stalls at a time. So it was like a bunch of people waiting in line. Um, they actually had they had so many people on Saturday and Sunday waiting in line for the VR free play that they closed the line. Oh wow! It kind of like reminds, early in the morning. It's kind of similar to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. I've only gone the two years. Uh, my friend Holly has gone for a few years though, and she said that every single year it just gets more and more packed. And I noticed last year, uh, or yeah, last year, the time I, last time I went, it was way more packed than it was the year before when I went. I mean, so this, it just keeps getting the, bigger and bigger. The venue at PAX, uh, cause I remembered, uh, somebody, somebody on the floor was saying that the year before, like was already pretty bad. And like this year they just were not prepared for how many people showed up. Yeah, and to give you an idea of of how many people were there, um, they filled up an entire theater, and that wasn't even like a quarter of how many people yeah. were were there. I, I'm kind of they, 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 I'm kind of scared to go to. Sorry, sorry, go. It was because uh, they they did like a live D and D thing with some of the Penny Arcade people. Yeah, uh, which they apparently do at PAX Prime and the other PAX all the time. South. They didn't do it. No, no, PAX well, East. Yeah, and they didn't do it at PAX South until this year, and they they're thinking that a lot of people showed up specifically for that because it was really fun and it was yeah. amazing to see Morgan Webb in person. Who's that? Morgan Webb. Yeah, you remember X Play? Oh yeah, yeah, hottie. Yeah. Oh okay. Anyway. She's like 40 now. I don't care. She looks um, just as good as she did back yeah. then, though. Like, she looks exactly the same. It's kind of creepy, to be yeah. honest with you. It's like she hasn't aged. Yeah. Not like not like Adam Sessler, who has become, like, a, a gremlin. Used to be. Yeah. <laughs> there are, like, Patrick Stewart hasn't aged since he was, like, 40. Yeah. But, you know, he's... He's just looked like a Shakespearean actor ever since he was actually a Shakespearean actor. Yeah, exactly. Um, but as I was saying, uh, you know, PAX Prime is in Seattle, so that's a six-hour drive for me. Not super long. Like, I could do it. But it costs a lot of money, and then renting a hotel room, driving around Seattle, and just having so many people there. I don't know if I could handle it, having um, that many people. When we when we went to Pack South, I think the entire trip probably cost us maybe eight hundred dollars, uh, maybe uh, closer to a thousand, yeah. maybe closer to a thousand after like because we had to buy food and stuff. But the cool thing is, like, you don't even have to necessarily eat out um, whenever you go because of stuff like Instacart existing. Oh yeah. So if you have access to like a microwave. You can have somebody go to Walmart or whatever for you and deliver it to your hotel room. And that was pretty nice. That's cool. Um, yeah, because we got like we, we just got like I got batteries and a couple of 12 packs of soda and some cups 
and shit and the delivery fee was like five bucks yeah i think like like when i go to uh the portland retro gaming expo last time uh it's like twenty dollars a ticket so it's really really cheap and the we're, we do Airbnb. We're gonna keep doing Airbnb when we go places oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. And it was like eighty bucks a night to stay at the Airbnb. I didn't, I didn't even think about Airbnb. Yeah, you can get I forgot really that good. That even existed. Yeah, because you can get really good stuff for really cheap with Airbnb, especially if you plan it uh, quick enough that you know other people aren't able to snatch up the places. So. Yeah. It was like, you know, I think it cost us uh with tax with fees and everything it was like 180 bucks for two um, nights. For two nights. And like and then Uber, we Ubered to the uh the event and it was way better to Uber there because parking for 3 hours was 20 bucks or we could Uber there for $11. And so we would Uber back for like 10 or $11 too. So and we could just stay there all day and do whatever. Yeah, we um our hotel room was actually well our hotel was actually like uh walking distance from the event center. So oh, okay. Yeah, we, just we did that. We could have got something walking distance, but they're usually from the convention center like the hotels are really expensive and then the Airbnbs are like over $100 a night and I didn't want to pay that much, so you know. Uh, yeah, and um and yeah, Uber was, Uber is like mind-blowingly cheap. Yeah, uh, it's great. Lyft is the same it, way. Yeah, I, w- I would prefer, I would have preferred us to use Lyft, but we didn't. Yeah. But, but anyway, paying, so, so, so are you going to go to E3? If I had the money, uh, you know, I, I totally would, just because it would also be a chance to go to fucking L.A., and it trust like, me, LA a, sucks balls, but whatever. I'm sure it does, but like, ah, man, I just want to go to California. I, it's not Even that great. I, wanna, I would rather live in Canada, but man, Oregon's I go good to too. California. You could live in Oregon. No sales tax, baby. That's true. Yeah, no sales you tax. Know, I just want to move to a more liberal state that isn't as rednecky. As yeah, Oregon is. Portland is really uh, liberal, and that's it. So uh, where I live is actually super conservative. Yeah. So I have well, to I deal guess with our our state, Illinois. Like we've always voted liberal. Yeah. We just have corrupt politicians, and didn't you? Like, no, you guys went um, Republican this year, didn't you? I don't think so. I thought you got really mad. No, oh, no, 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 no. You guys, you got really mad because Bernie didn't win. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. I got mad because Bernie, instead of like, we went into 2016 having all this hope, being like, Bernie Sanders might be able to become president and we'll be able to like move forward and like progress and shit. And then mm-hmm. we ended with like, fucking Donald Trump? What? Like, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the opposite of the way we were trying to go. Like, the yeah. End- it's, yeah. It's just more things that make me want to go, uh, Live in Canada. You know yeah. another thing that makes me want to live in Canada? What's that? Castlevania animated TV shows. Uh, is it being produced in Canada? Or I don't you fucking just, know. Like, it's, that's you just a, had a really bad segue there. That was a really bad segue. Okay, shut up. So, 
<laughs> there are a bunch of vampire themed shows. I mean, we have Angel, Buffy, uh, True Blood, uh, fucking. I was gonna say you're you're reaching pretty far back there, but True Blood's at least a little more. True, True Blood, uh, Vampire Diaries, um, Supernatural has vampires in it. Uh, you know, there, Blade, Dracula, uh, Nosferatu. Uh, <laughs> uh you know so there's a lot of vampire themed shows uh i can't really think of very many vampire themed shows that were animated though hotel transylvania Um, maybe (laughs) yeah i mean it i guess because like adult centric cartoons haven't ever really been a thing until pretty recently i don't know there was a what uh barbara or the the one with uh what's her face pamela anderson when the the animated oh, show Boobarella. they had Booberella. there we go oh it's so bad uh anyway so we have a castlevania animated show coming to netflix that sounds pretty awesome yeah i mean it, it, it'll come down to what is it actually end up being like but and uh what's but netflix thing? has a pretty good track record from my understanding yeah Sha- i know stranger things is good yeah shankar is the guy's name the last name uh it says shankar isn't shy about drumming a pipe at least he's vowing that the series will be the western world's first good video game adaptation we'll see about that yeah like, well we'll we'll see i mean there's been some awesome video game ap- ap- adaptations like the Super Mario movie. He made Dread, which was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he made Dread. So that's a good movie. The guy. Um, the Gray. The-, the the Gray. That was the one with uh, Liam Neeson, right? No idea. I think. That oh, was that the was that the one where he was like hunting wolves? Yeah, I, b- I believe so. I heard that was yeah. good. I never watched it. Um, a guy from Adventure Time is working on it. That gives me some hope. Yeah. Um, I, I hear Adventure Time is good. I've never watched it, but I hear it's really it's good. Fucking, like, just it, 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 whenever, if like you wanted a perfect example of how far, like, even like middle schooler centered cartoons have come. Yeah. Like Adventure Time is such a good indication of that because it's it has the this perfect mixture of being just a, a cartoon that kids can watch while also having a legitimate universe and yeah. like serious plot lines that kinda, happen. Kind of like Steven Universe, maybe? Kind of like Steven Universe, except not really shitty and really overbearing with the whole like, hey, we we care about gay people kind of vibe that goes on yeah. with Steven Universe. See what Steven Universe really just hammers that shit in, and I fucking hate it for that. Whereas Adventure Time is just like, hey, by the way, BMO just doesn't have a gender and just kind of has a relationship with a dude at one point, and we don't, it, we don't, it doesn't even, it's not ever addressed. Doesn't matter. I think two guys kiss on one episode. Nobody says anything because it doesn't. It, they don't draw attention to it. It just fucking happens. Yeah. See, I I don't. I, I remember Adventure Time. Somebody mentioned it, and I I tried to watch an episode or two. Um, it does seem really random, though. And it has some elements like that, it. It yeah. doesn't have like. See, I always had a problem with TV shows that were just really random and didn't have a like concise plot. 
and and I know that they, the episodes do, but um, even when I was a kid, like I liked shows that weren't very random. So like I I liked Animaniacs, but I liked Pinky and the Brain more because Pinky and the Brain had just you know this is what's happening this episode. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, if that I makes would, sense, I would, I would say that Adventure Time definitely has has some elements of that uh, in there. Particularly, like there's there was a saga with uh, a was it the the lich? Uh, that whole thing was really fucked up. Um, so what you're saying is that this guy would be good for working on Castlevania, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I could go on about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and it says Kevin Cold is also involved. I don't know who he is. Um. Oh, but it says that it's going to be. I hate it when that was people... that was the Adventure Time guy. Oh, okay. I hate it when they say stuff like this. But it says that it will be dark, satirical, and flip the vampire genre on its head. Yeah, whatever the fuck that means. I hate that. I hate it when people say that because it never does. It's like Twilight is flipping the vampire genre on its head by making it shit. Mm. So, uh, are you excited for this? Are you are you going to watch it? Um, I will probably think about it. Um, I mean, I liked, uh, I liked whenever I watched Stranger Things. That's like the only Netflix show I watched. You never watched Daredevil? Daredevil? No, I never watched serialized anything. I I don't really enjoy it usually. What about, uh, not that it's a Netflix thing, but I just watched uh, Black... Black uh, Mirror. It was pretty good. That was Not... something I thought about because that was on. Yeah. Uh, that was on Netflix, right? Yes, yes. Like it it's... wasn't. It wasn't a Netflix show, but it was. On it's there. not as good as the Twilight Zone, but the Twilight Zone is. It is the pinnacle of what those types of shows can and should be. Yeah, in my it's, opinion, it's, it's good for the modern era. Yeah, it is yeah. What there, kind of the impression I get? There are certain things of that show that, like certain episodes, I'm just like, okay, that was kind of shitty. But the majority of them were were pretty pretty well done. Uh, the Twilight Zone had a lot of really good episodes, and whenever a show comes out that's like that, it's kind of unfair to compare them to the Twilight Zone uh, because they are trying to do something different sometimes. But it's still that same type of show, so you kind of have to compare them. Well, it's like anything. You yeah. Know, people, people are. It's easier to understand something if you compare it to something you already know. Right. So anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to this. I'm not sure when it's going to be made. Um, it just says they're making one. They don't actually say when it's going to be released or anything. So, uh, let's move mm-hmm. on. Let's move on to some pro- uh, processors. Now, you're an AMD fanboy, right? <laughs> no okay but actually the ryzen processors even though i'll never ever buy a uh, amd processor um the ryzen processors look pretty decent they have um a variety they're, they're basically the we're trying to actually make processors that will compete with intel processors and uh it says UK and US pricing for AMD's high-end Ryzen lineup has leaked with the flagship model being priced at fi- below $500. Uh, 
Yeah, that's a lot of money. Uh, and eight core models costing as little as three hundred and twenty dollars. So, yeah. so they yeah. have the R seven eighteen hundred X, which I'm presuming is their flagship one, which has uh, eight cores with th- with sixteen threads. So, th- uh, sixteen ish cores, kind of maybe, uh, and that's four hundred ninety dollars or so. And you can go to the lower end where uh, you have the R7-1700, which has eight cores with 16 threads as well. Uh, this one's at 3.3 gigahertz with 3.7 gigahertz uh, boosted clock speed. And that's going to run about $316, which is pretty much in line with most uh, like i7s when they come out, like the the... Seven series, so like the sixty-seven hundred K is like three hundred something. So, uh, what do you think about this? What do you think about AMD actually trying to make a competitive processor? Um, it kind of sucks that the boost clock speed tops out at four gigahertz. Um, these, like, I, I, I'm, I'm happy that AMD might potentially be able to compete for once. But they they don't they still don't meet Intel. Um, they definitely don't exceed Intel. Yeah, uh, they use an ass load of power. That's the problem that I have always had with them is that they use a lot of power, and you don't and really get hot. the perf- and you don't really get the performance that you do out of Intel. So yeah, maybe like, the maybe the Ryzen processor is going to be better though. Like maybe it's going to be better thermal, and they're going to use less power. But I don't see that. Uh, they said that the TDPs are between 65 and 95 watts, and I'm pretty sure that like Intel doesn't even have anything that goes over like 45 watts now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Intel's also coming out with their um, their new processors towards the end of the year as well. Yeah. But they they've kept them on the 14 nanometer chips. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just Intel's thing now because they're running out of. They're running. They're running out of molecules to to shove things into. Well, they like, already they all they have a, a ten nanometer die, but, but yeah, they that, that's what I'm saying though. Is like they're running out, and they have to be able to continue their their fucking uh, existence yeah, somehow. They're gonna need they to. Have do, to... <laughs> they're gonna need to do something because right now, like, they're gonna need to make boards where you can just pop like they already have them with the Xeon ones but like boards where you can pop in another processor or something because it'll it'll come down to that or it'll come down to uh uh an interesting thing that's happening on the mobile space right now is that 32-bit applications are being taken away oh that's I don't yeah. know if you've heard about that no but apple is actually i think they said not with this iPhone, but the next iPhone, they are not going to support 32-bit applications. They're removing 32-bit support from the processor. Oh, and that's another thing about Ryzen. Uh, Ryzen said that they will not support Windows 7 or 8. That, I think, might be a Windows or a Microsoft thing. Yeah, I think so. Because that was part of the thing that was pissing a lot of people off. Uh on some of the stuff that, that I've followed uh, is that they they're like AMD is working with Microsoft on 
like this what is essentially computer DRM bullshit. Yeah. Um where like the the fucking what is essentially the bootloader of the fucking PC is locked down. And there's a lot of ass involved in that. And there's basically a backdoor available into your computer at any time because of the way that that this bootloader is written. Because oh. it's supposed to be like a security feature, but it essentially means that if somebody got a hold of the private key that allows Microsoft to push updates to or well that, that allows AMD to push updates to the to the But uh, that'll fucking, never happen. Yeah, that's what they said about the, <laughs> the actual fucking update key that got stolen from Microsoft that basically yeah. just leaves all the Windows machines from like some date on back wide open for exploitation. Yeah. But, yeah, I you know. know. <laughs> It'll never happen. We wouldn't do that to you. It's fine. We have yeah. the best security in the Oh, why why are we getting hacked? Yeah. Uh But yeah, so are you going to so let's say you build another computer still going with Intel? You know, It'll depend. To be one hundred percent honest with you, it'll depend because if I were to buy, or if I were to build another gaming machine, um, which I would imagine you would, well, I will eventually. Yeah, yeah. I, if you were going to build a computer, I would imagine it would be a gaming machine. Yeah, I, I would. I would at least consider it. It wouldn't be like now, where if someone suggested to me going AMD, I would laugh in their face. Yeah. Um, I would compare this to whatever Intel has at the time, just because Intel has slowed down so much and AMD is finally, it looks like trying to catch up. See, and um, uh, I have to go with Intel. I just, I can't, I can't do it. I can't go with AMD. Uh, and you know why? Because I have, I have uh, connections to where I can oh, get, yeah. I can get uh, Intel processors. So Yeah, well, that's not, that's not even a fair comparison. I know, I know. It's just I, I, even then, even before, I just I couldn't go AMD. They don't run as well. Their coding isn't as good. Um, That's another point: is that there are uh, there are numerous even games that just straight up don't run as well on AMD processors because AMD's hardware just doesn't work as well. Yeah, and sometimes it does really stupid things that make games run more poorly. But their stock is over $12 now. Their stock just keeps going up, and I keep regretting everything. Every I know. I, I had 4000 When they were at 188 I had $4,000 I could have dumped into it. Uh, and I was like, no, that's a bad idea, which it would have been. It would have been a bad idea. But well, I kind of look back it, and, and regret it. it. It wouldn't have been a bad idea, but you didn't know that at the time. I know, because I could have waited a year, and now I'd have over twenty grand. Yeah. And of course, I'd have to pay taxes on that, so that would be pain. But oh. I would still—I think you have to pay a third. It's like thirty percent tax on it or some shit. But hmm. still, I'd have like over fifteen grand that I could, you know, play with. Yeah. But oh well, oh well. Let's move into our last story. This is the biggest one, actually. You would think the Ryzen one was, but no. Valve has done something that we have to talk about. And oh, that is yeah. killing Greenlight. Thank fucking Christ. So in case anyone didn't know, Greenlight was their way of saying, hey, we know there's a lot of people who create video games. Uh, and what we'll do is you can set up a page. And if people, if enough people like your game, we'll put it on Steam Greenlight 
and uh, then once the game is made, you'll be able to publish it, basically. And uh, they're killing that off. And w- what are they changing it to, Aroa? They are doing a direct... It's basically a publisher model, in a way. Um, it's or more like, a, like an app store model. Um, you pay up front a certain amount of money, uh, and then that will tell valve to consider your game for uh for publishing on their service so it's uh you'd pay they don't they haven't finalized how much it's going to cost yet it Um, does say it does say here that valve has says that it has talked to several creators about this and their suggested ranges go from 100 to five thousand dollars yeah and that's a that's a big fucking area there (laughs) I'm thinking that it's going to be um, like a on uh, like a per game basis kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They'll look at they'll look at how much your budget is, uh, how many people you employ, and stuff like that, and then work with you on determining how how much that's going to cost. Um, but I I like this a lot more. There have been complaints I've seen. Uh, where people are like, this is going to fuck over indies. Uh, my response to that is, if you have developed a game that you believe people should spend money on, then you should be able to afford maybe $500 to publish that game. Games cost money to make. Games cost money to publish. How, yeah. it's, how, how, how it's always worked. Um now, $5,000, that's a bit much. However, crowdfunding exists. Um, right, right. Kickstarter. If you, or... if you can't market your own game, it wasn't going to sell well anyway. Right. So it would how have many, been a waste of How many games from, Green, from Greenlight have there been that no one's bought? Probably a lot. I mean, we've looked at it, but we've looked at the numbers before of how many games are purchased, and there are games that no one has bought. Literally no one. They're put on Steam, and no one has ever taken advantage or or purchased the game because nobody knows about it. Yeah, because nobody knows about it, or because it's fucking trash that should have never been put on Steam in the first place. I have an idea, Roa. We need to start a series where we buy... One of the worst selling Steam games every week. We go to the we go to the top sellers list and go to the very last page and buy that game. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. No, have because... you seen? Have you seen uh, uh, on this on the front page of Steam? There's a game called Bloody Boobs right now. Is there? Yes. Maybe that's just for you. <laughs> that's like... something you should buy that and review it. Uh, I've got to do, uh, dot hack. I've, I've <laughs> got to review dot hack. At least the first one dot hack infection. I, I beat it. I just have to take the videos and make them. <laughs> That's the hard part. Um, I still have to do it. I still have to do everything, but I beat the game. That was 15 hours of work. So, um, let's, let's, let's look at some games. Um, look at some rpgs and go to new releases and the last page 313 uh we could play 
Uh, Gene Forge. It's an isometric RPG. It looks yeah, like it's sounds... from like the fucking eighties. That sounds familiar. I think it is. I think it is. Uh, Gene Forge is an indie fantasy role playing game. The first game is part yeah, of the was from, five. It was made in two thousand one. The five-part Gene Forge saga. It features an enormous world, the ability to create your own army, and lethal, totally obedient creatures, and a cunning enemy AI with foes who can go on uh, patrol, stalk you, and run for help. Gene Forge has a huge user reviews. Yeah, the shit was. Uh, the shit was released back in two thousand one, and like, yeah, it's on GOG, like. Like GOG from from whenever it was still good old games. Oh yeah, because it's not good old game. It's just GOG dot com. Yeah, it's literally just GOG dot com now. Oh, that that sounds like a good one. This actually looks kind of cool. Like I couldn't possibly stand playing it, but look up uh, Fasario World. Fasario World. F A S A R I A. Aria world. Perfect. Strategy building style MMO. Browser based. Yep, there we go, baby. Right there. Oh, it's one of these. I used to play one of these. It looks so bad. Anyway, um, so so what we're getting at is some of these green light games are pretty shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully with Jim this, Sterling. Jim Sterling has a series yeah. of green light games that are just absolute trash. And so hopefully we will be able to, uh, get some actual quality content out of this steam direct is what they're calling it. And there are a lot. So they're planning on getting this released in spring. And so they've got to finalize a lot of the details in the next couple months. So, uh, what do you think about this? Do you think it's good that they're closing down Greenlight? Yes. Okay. Un- un- undoubtedly, yes. Oh my god! When it, whenever I saw that happen, I was like, "Finally, it's yeah. finally over! Like <laughs> the damage pl- has been done. The this <laughs> plague, this plague has ended. It'll be like in 2020 when we're like, finally, we got rid of it. Plague, <laughs> it's done." Um, it's probably going to be the same situation though that like that we're going to have in 2020 like like i said the damage has been done and the steam market right now is it well not the flooded. actual steam market it's flooded. That's thing but yeah the steam store is just fucking just this mess and there are people going like oh, i'll just go to to uh fucking some some other place uh maybe i'll i'll go to gog or or uh, what is it itchy Itchio, itchio, like it, it, itch itch.io. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So actually, yeah. they mentioned that they mentioned that in the comment section. Uh, itchio. They say uh, introducing itchio direct, one hundred percent free now and forever. Upload directly, no applications or approval necessary. Yeah, and that's why itchio is not. It, it like it's popular only because there are a bunch of really shitty games that you can get on there for free. And they're great YouTube bait. 
Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. It's the only reason Itch.io even fucking exists because you can go on there and get yet another fucking PT ripoff game that somebody made in a weekend in Unity. Do like, it. Do it. Do it. Make do it. What? Make it. Make a PT. Yeah, make a rip PT ripoff. Yeah. Do it. Could take fucking like half an hour, probably. Yeah, it probably wouldn't take very long. I don't imagine. Um, but yeah, so. I am very excited. I'm hoping that this will kind of make the flood of games that are on Steam kind of slow down and have more like curated content that's actually good because yeah. there's so much crap on Steam like Grand Theft Auto and Mass Effect. Oh, um, I, those, the joke is that those are two good games. Uh, so have you bought any green light games that were actually good? Um Well, I mean, I think I supported a couple of games that were on Kickstarter that then went through green light. Yeah. Um I have, a, I have a game that good. That's another Yeah, one. I have a game that's uh that's similar. It was a uh, uh wrestling something 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 uh wrestling X pro wrestling x i think and it's been in development forever but uh i did i think it went through green light and i am definitely uh hoping that some games still get through that that are good that were on green light that maybe you know five thousand dollars would be a lot of money even if it if they're just like an independent like one person um, doing it, that might be a little difficult because I think Axiom Verge that was on a uh, green light, wasn't it originally? I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Like there, are, that was that is there was the easiest way to get your game on Steam for better or worse. Yeah, and it and it and it did help out a lot of indies because the entire like green light thing kind of worked like Kickstarter, where just by existing on there, you got some. That you got you you got your name out there a little bit, yeah. And like there were there was a lot of good stuff about Greenlight. It's just that it was opening the floodgates to shit like I, I can't name anything, but shit like that ran at fifteen frames per second on a good computer because it was made in like two days in Unity, and the dude didn't know what he was doing. And there's like just lights everywhere and all this shit or like clicker simulator is <laughs> something yeah. on green light, like just complete and other trash that doesn't deserve to be sold at all. should not, should not be uh, put through something like that. Like it yeah. shouldn't be allowed on there. Yeah. There and are certain if, games that just shouldn't be made. And if it's like from Val's perspective, sure. They could have just curated all of that, but who's going to pay those people to curate it? And I think that's the idea behind part of the idea behind making people pay is uh, then that, at that point, at that point, you'll have uh, you'll have games that the developer has to believe in the game. Yeah, like it's it can't be like you and I just make a game in like two weeks and put it on there and be like, people press like on my green light. Yeah, like because it's going to be shit and we're if we have to pay even if it's five hundred dollars i'm not going to pay five hundred dollars if i don't think the game's going to sell right 
So I'm not going to pay $500 for a lot of things. <laughs> so anyway, that's pretty much the end of our podcast. Thank you for being here this week. That was that was nice. I didn't want a, a written solo cast. Yeah, I um I didn't think I was gonna make it. So but I uh I was like, hey, I gotta go down. He can't do it alone. He sucks dick. And he can't do it. <laughs> It'll be awful. <laughs> he'll, he'll have to do it third time. Third time's the charm, I guess. And uh what where can we find you? Where can we find you at? Uh Twitter at Aroa. Uh, Facebook at Aroa Entertainment. Um, my music blog is uh, satanoscillate.tumblr.com. Uh, and yeah, I'm on various streaming sites Hitbox, Twitch, Beam, and you know, my YouTube, Aroa1337, also streams on. Like I said before, before we started streaming, or is that during streaming? Or uh, during the podcast that I brought up. Stream. I think I think you you restream. You you said you were doing restream on it. Yeah, we were talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I stream on all of them at the same time, and I'm trying to stream more often. Good. Um, because I I want to finish Undertale, and doing that is a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, you can find me Nathan Reed Spruth, Reeton everywhere. ReetonEntertainment.com, of course, is my website. We have Reeton on youtube you can either do youtube.com forward slash reeton or youtube.com forward slash nathan spruth either way you'll find me you can do twitch at reeton and or twitter at reeton twitch is reeton and so is beam i tend to prefer beam so if you don't have an account create an account and follow me uh and i thank you for being here Aroa. we will uh talk to you next week yeah see you then bye bye